Hey, welcome to the Art Condition Podcast. This is the first episode, so I'm super excited to share this with you. Art Condition is going to be a weekly show that deals with the topics of business, community, and the often undiscussed mental health concerns of being a professional artist or even a serious hobbyist. If you enjoy the content, please consider visiting the Patreon link in the show notes to help support the effort. But if that's not an option, please like, subscribe, leave a good review, or share with your friends. And definitely, please go visit the links of our guests on this episode. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Hello, everybody. Oh, hi. I'm, I'm pumped. I, we were talking about this before we went live live, and even though I've done this a few times, I find myself like a little bit nervous um, because we've made it a thing. This is like, it's a podcast. We're fucking... <laughs> we're we're real but more than nervous i'm super excited um because you guys are some of my favorite people definitely some of my favorite artists um for very good reason that i'm super excited for everybody else to see as well um and i won't suck up too much time we'll get into a little bit about like uh, what the podcast is about you know i want to introduce you guys and then i'll also sort of like introduce this podcast but i want you guys to come first um so if you can maybe just give us a quick little chat about who you guys are a brief background uh for yourselves to whatever degree you want to um as well as your art and just kind of bring us up to date real quick Inky, you want to go first you want to go first just just kidding <laughs> You want me to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Kirk Shannon, and uh, I'm a full-time graphic designer, and I do the streaming on the Twitch kind of in the evenings and and on the weekends a little bit. So I uh, went to school for virtual reality, of all things, uh, in the late 90s after seeing Lawnmower Man, which was a very not great movie, but when you're 17, it was the best movie I'd ever seen. So uh, that kind of got me to go to college instead of going into the woods type of thing which most of the folks did and then uh so yeah after i graduated from that there was obviously no jobs in atlantic canada for virtual reality so i ended up moving back home for a little bit but then i got a job in graphic design in e-learning in particular and that's kind of what i've been doing as my main jam for the last 20 years so as a graphic designer so but yeah as for the art stuff i'd always done that since you know high school and copying heavy metal magazine covers and comic books and all that stuff. So I just kind of dabbled here and there. And then just recently, well, recently, like the last 10 years, I kind of figured I'd give it a real go and start to learn a little bit more about how to do art properly and all that good stuff. So kind of took off a little bit. And then about two years ago, decided to start streaming on Twitch. So the rest is uh, history, as they say. Okay, sorry guys. Um, I'm Pink Eye Epoxy, and I do oil paintings on on Twitch for about three and a half years. Like, I fell into art um, a bit older and untraditionally, so I don't know, guys. I'm a bit nervous. I'm sorry about this, Man, but. Don't worry about um, it. But yeah, like streaming actually has changed my life. I've been about three and a half years now and and um, and it really has brought me back into kind of like the support and, and positivity that I sort of felt I missed after school was ending. So 
um, I try to do that with people on my stream. So you said that you fell into art somewhat untraditionally and later in life. Um, but you also said that you went to school, which seems like a, a rather traditional way of getting to it. Can you expand on that a little bit more? Well, so, you know, a lot of people have been like drawing or painting since they were children and all that. But I was living in Egypt at the time and I was like very lonely and like didn't have um, a lot of things to do. So I, I started drawing and then um, found an online class that was starting at the Academy of Art University. And I just went for it because I didn't exactly have something else to do. And I fell in love, you know, so that was kind of like, you know, just I woke up one day and then it was like, okay, this is my life now. And then it's been like that ever since. So, yeah. Excellent. Right on. Um, so since this is the first episode, um, I want to, you know, and I want to involve an introduction to this podcast a little bit in this series of introductions that we're doing um, and kind of discuss like where we're coming from and how that will tie back into like why you guys are our first guests. Um, the podcast has a relatively narrow focus, um, but with pretty broad implications for as narrow as we think that, you know, our focus will be. And it's kind of to the effect of discussing business and the practice of making art, both as a pro or a serious hobbyist, um, and how to cultivate a healthy relationship with our art. Um, and how relationships with others are like a really huge part of that. Um, and any podcast, uh, regardless of its content at its core is about a relationship in itself, you know, between the people that are doing the talking, if they have guests and then all of the people that are listening and as a sort of like art centered podcast, uh, I think that's doubly true for us. Uh, and because of this idea of, you know, artists being embedded in a, network of support of various kinds um that's what brings us to you guys and why i thought we thought you guys would be really great um candidates for first guests and because i don't want to put you guys under the microscope you know and try and dissect like what makes it tick what are the secrets <laughs> it's foolish for a number of reasons um but you guys both have great collectives of people that surround you um and nourish you through live streaming is sort of like that's like kind of i think like the main source of your guys is each mutual communities and networks right um and so i want to i want to know about that and i think first of all though i think it would be good maybe to talk about a little bit about like what live streaming is um both of you guys stream on a platform called twitch for anybody that isn't familiar with that twitch.tv and do you guys want to talk a little bit about uh kirk maybe you can wrap for a little bit on you know like what sh what live streaming is what you do how that connects with an audience and what's actually just kind of like involved in that for you um yeah so for streaming for me it's just uh i kind of discovered it through video games which i think probably most people did at one point i was watching like a youtube series of 
a gamer and a group of people that I really liked. And then I, they had mentioned that they did live shows on this thing called Twitch, which I hadn't really heard of, which is funny because I'd heard of Justin TV, which is what it used to be called. And I just assumed Justin TV was just IRL stuff. So people just streaming their, their life, walking down the street, talking to people and stuff like that. So they said, oh, they streamed their gaming sessions on Twitch. And that was about two years ago. So I was kind of late to the party, so to say. But uh, so I popped on that and then I immediately got diverted into art. because I was like, eh, video games are cool, but holy crap, there's art here. This is amazing. And being from a slightly smaller community, it was there's not a whole lot of people to kind of engage with with art. And uh, when I seen these other people doing amazing art on stream, I was like, man, they have a community. They're chatting with people. It's kind of neat. You can actually talk about the things that you're interested in in art with people live. And I thought, oh, that was really cool. So I tried it there, but I think it was almost two years, two years ago at this point. And it's like, you know what? Let's get a webcam set up and stream and just see what happens. And uh, yeah, it t- took off and I was really pleased with how, how it kind of went, especially just with the engaging with community and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, essentially it's just you're streaming what you're doing live to whoever wants to tune in. So it's kind of like live television, but anybody can tune in and watch you. But the, the addition on TV is that people can chat with you and engage with you in a limited way, but it's still much better than just doing it in your basement by yourself. So a lot of people are going to, yeah, a lot of people are going to be uh, listening to this. Um, You know, it may not have like, even just the visual cue of, of seeing, you know, each of our windows, could you know give a lot of clues about like what uh pretend you're telling you know somebody that just like has no i was almost going to say a blind person but that (laughs) that's not quite right um you know somebody that just this is my first day on the internet kirk what is streaming Mm -hmm. What, what what am i actually looking at when i'm watching your stream what do i see so yeah, you're seeing essentially, so as I said, I'm set up a webcam essentially or a camera and it's kind of taking my image and audio and everything and what you can see right right now. And then it's kind of sending it to this website called twitch.tv. And then you're essentially seeing me in my basement or my office, we'll call it. And it's kind of the, the setup of my drafting table and my tools and stuff like that. So when I stream people, I have like a second camera where people can see a, a, kind of like a top-down view of my artwork. And they can see my hands like drawing circles or faces or, you know, essentially doing the art. And then they can see all the tools that I use. Like just So th- that's kind of neat because then people can actually see the process behind the art. So they're watching it go from whatever stage you choose to start with on stream type of thing. And they get to see it essentially from A to Z, the whole process and they can engage and ask questions and yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. Pinky, what about you? What's, uh, what's your stream like? What do people see when they visit you on the interwebs? I would say that, well, I mean, I, I have my easel set up and, you know, whatever it is that I'm working on at that time. Like a lot of what I think that I tend to do is I guess like the focus of my stream is like getting better, getting good. Like, what does that mean? What am I like worried about right now? And I have an emphasis. I do a lot of portraits and this last year, maybe still lives and things, but streaming is almost like a fly on the wall in 
in an artist's life, you know. So for my stream, I've got, you know, um, a giant dog who <laughs> knocks Steel, people. Steals the show. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, he comes in and, and he makes an appearance and my, my old poodle comes in and I drop my palettes and I drop my palette knives and where's my brush and where's the coffee and where's my vape. And so I feel like in, uh-oh, the last oh. moose. Uh-oh. Oh, there he is. Okay. But Don't I panic. Do feel like in, <laughs> <laughs> in some ways it's, like what I was lacking before I started streaming was, you know, some companionship in this like really lonely process that like making art can be, you know? And so, yeah, I'd say that's sort of, it's a little bit less um, polish my stream, I would say, than a lot of others, but yeah. That, I mean, yes, but like I don't know polished streams and and the and the art streaming community are <laughs> I don't know almost mutually exclusive it seems like like they're definitely I think are streamers that like their overlays are kind are kind of slick or whatever but I don't know it's that I don't know that anybody's really like you know no one's doing a um uh you know like a a TV show or whatever you know like it's Absolutely. nothing yeah. nothing too glitzy which is what's yeah. great about it you know, and I think one of the things that really invites people into participating is it's like the the less glitzy, the better almost, you know, like this is just like a human being. And yes, you're like watching yeah. them like on a screen, but um, it, it, it's it's as immediate and tangible as you can get outside of uh, an in-person interaction, I think, you know, and and that really lends itself to what you said, Pinky, about you know that making that connection and um counteracting some of that loneliness uh that happens as an artist it's a, being an artist is it an incredibly isolating experience you know what i mean it's like there's no office uh there's no water cooler for you to all hang around in uh hang around by and um i i feel like that kind of goes unrecognized a lot you know and having this outlet having this ability to make connections like that is what drew me into twitch i think it's what drew most people in and it's it's invaluable it can't be understated enough and so i would like to talk about that a bit more and in particular this word community i kind of use that as like a a catch-all term to encompass a lot of things um almost to the point where like it means so many things it can sort of start to lose its meaning um, but I, I think that it boils down to life support, like not to be too like, you know, melodramatic about it, but I, I really think that that's like at the root of it, you know, our community is our life support, but I would want to hear maybe you guys talk about it, you know, what it means to you, like, what does your community mean to you? And what does the idea of community mean to you guys, Kirk? Um, yeah, I mean, Again, the, the with the melodrama. I mean, the community is everything, in in my opinion. I mean, if if there, if I didn't really care like about the community, then why would I stream, right? So obviously, the streaming is the the first most important thing is the community in in a way, and it's you just kind of cultivate that organically through your 
through while you stream type of thing. And uh, yeah, communities really, especially the art community, like I find it so fascinating when you compare it to like gaming communities and stuff like that. It just seems to be almost, I wouldn't say polar opposite, but it's, it's just a different dynamic, let's say. Uh, everybody tends to be so supportive and there's people coming in of all skill ranges coming and asking questions. And that, that's very cool. I really enjoy that process idea of somebody coming in and say like how do you draw hands or mm -hmm. how do you do this or how long have you been drawing and stuff like that so i think that's really neat as you said it, it kind of relieves it alleviates some of that loneliness and i'm sh hopefully it's a two-way street with the people who come into the the chat as well and you know they have an outlet to kind of ask questions or share their art with you know the rest of the community so it's almost like a just a nifty interconnected network of uh artists sharing art with each other and experiences whereas they may not be able to do so otherwise so yeah the com community i think is amazing and what about you pinky do you have any thoughts on that well you know before before i started streaming i was like working by myself every day you know in in a garage and and like sort of like time stopped existing in a way like you could work on a painting for half a year and not make any real progress on it or anything like that and this was like after school where I had come to sort of develop like a need to have like other people around and and just that like not even a, a competition but just like this push of like always you know wanting people around you to be like well did you think about this or you know, like, leave that painting, my God, like, it's dead, you know, anything like that. And so when I found Twitch, it was like, it was like, that was what I had missed about school, having, having people around, having, you know, different ideas and thoughts. And have you thought about cold wax medium? Or have you tried this particular thing? And then, and then it was like, you know, like all these people coming together, having, all these ideas and like us growing and changing in a bunch of different ways. And, and then like one other thought on that was like, you know, being by myself in my garage and you go on like, you know, art station or, or any sort of like social media. And you're just, you see all these paintings by these people and you kind of imagine them as like one person who's just like incredibly good <laughs> and like magical and so I think that the benefit of Twitch and, and community and everything like that is you see that these are these are real people that struggle for 18 hours a day and suffer and, you know, they beat themselves up and they have imposter syndrome and they have all these things. And it's fine and that's safe and it's normal. And um, and that's, you know, what my community gives to me and I get back and I, I hope, you know, so I would say they're my friends, you know, yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah. yeah, it's I think that we would all agree with that. And. And again, it, I. I kind of want to. Uh, linger on that and because it it should be emphasized, you know, that. Because I, I think that there's even in the the world of. um Oh God, what's I'm showing my old man status. What's the app where you swipe left and so Tinder, um, mm. you know, and like all of these like instant gratification 
uh, social media platforms, you know, and like dating online is like totally acceptable now. Like I remember when it was like, it was what you met somebody on MySpace. That's you fucking weirdo. Um, and now that's just like, that's just happening. Right. And, and, but even still, like, I think that there's still this preconception maybe, uh, about like the internet and it's not really a real place. And, that human connections aren't aren't possible or they're not real, you know, and I, I, I people think most when well, I don't want to speak for most people, but it seems like maybe my impression is that when people think about social media or social interactions online, they like they immediately go to Twitter and Facebook and they think about all of the terrible interactions that they're having and just like th- like the shit posting and the dumpster fires and just how bad it can get. Um, and so it's, I think, really worth emphasizing and reemphasizing that something like Twitch has like so much great benefit in that. Like, I don't, I, if there, if I have met any assholes yet, they've done a really good job of keeping it under control for the sake of, you know, having to actually like, be in front of other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it puts that like that human scale back into the internet where it's, you're not just like a, a name scrolling through a feed. It's like, Oh, here's a face. You know what I mean? And anyway, um, so on that, like where there, were there any conscious decisions that you guys made in seeking out a network of support and seeking out a community? Um, and, uh, were there any things in particular that you guys did to attract viewers or keep them around or keep them engaged? Pinky? You want to go, Pinky? I'd like to hear from Pinky first because you have the Friday night draw, and that's an awesome thing oh. that I would love for you to even promote um, a little bit. But aside from that, hmm. well, I I I guess when I first started streaming, um, I did it like merely as a way to just, you know, break out of what I was doing, which was like not sharing my art with anyone. And like the first couple weeks, I didn't even really realize that there was like a chat function or anything like that. So, um, but, but as my stream sort of developed, it was just literally like I would make friends with people and and then they would stay and then they would make friends with people and stay and and that's how it sort of all came about but you know Friday drawing streams started from like maybe a place of crankiness if we're honest like because <laughs> you know I felt like the for me like one of the hard parts about streaming is like you know, you, you have to make art on stream and like not everything is a success. And a lot of times it's a huge catastrophe for me. And so, you know, and then it's like quite easy sometimes for people to come in and be like, well, that's a hot dumpster fire. (laughs) So I was like, well, do it better. Okay. Like let's, let's all try to do it better together, you know, (laughs) and that's sort of, how they were born but they have become a marvelous thing where where people can all come together and and 
like just amazing to see this growth of everyone who participates and they've been going on for over two years now and it's just like I am constantly just shocked by the growth of of my friends you know so if I can jump in here uh Pinky also does a great job of keeping track of who in her community is an artist and remembering to shout them out when they're coming in the chat saying, you know, go to follow them. Even if they're like a, a you know, not a Mikey Mega Mega level, right? But if they're like only have a few dozen uh, followers on the channel, she'll shout them out like even if they're about to start streaming, right? She's super encouraging of everybody to uh, participate in the community, both art-wise and as a uh, friend. So she'll say, oh, hi, right? To everybody that she knows that comes into chat. So that recognition, I think, is one thing that keeps her uh, community coming back. Thank you, Moose. Thank you. Yeah, the the those Friday night draw sessions, <laughs> as 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 much as I would love to hype them up and and will hype them up, I think of full disclosure, I've only been able to participate in like one. <laughs> um, but I love them from afar. I'm I'm very often lurking, even if I'm not able to like draw along with everybody i'm often lurking and um like you said you know like watching people grow in that um you know there's there's one artist in particular that i can that i can think of um smee who you know like i i feel like as like over the course of your friday night draws like went from you know pretty baseline fundamentals to Wowsville, like oh my god like this guy is gallery level now you know and it's like this i feel like it's this testament to yes it's a crazy amount of work that goes into it because that dude has just been drawing non-stop for like two years but here it is you know the proof is in the pudding the hard work and the dedication gets you there um and that's like that's one of the, like the real like golden moments of those kinds of thing and and Kirk, to you know, to bring those questions around to you, I you know I would keep praise on on your stream as well because you're you're so generous with uh, with your time, you know, and taking I, way back when I first started watching your stream, you, there was a lot of like um, you know taking the time to like discuss fundamentals and what's important and like, like what are fundamentals, how to study them, all of that. So. You want to talk a little bit about, you know, this kind of the same series of questions to you. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, one thing I try to do is uh, like when people ask, and I brought it up earlier, like when people ask, like, how do you draw hands is even though sometimes my mind is like, well, I just went over this like maybe 10 minutes ago. I'll always try to pull out a scrap piece of paper and then do it again, like show this is how you kind of block out a hand and stuff like that, because I think it's really important to help people along in their journeys and 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 i think uh in almost in a weird selfish way it ends up helping me in my journey too like people coming in and you know i guess one thing i'd definitely say about streaming is that it's a interesting way to help hold yourself accountable to continuously do to output art if anything so and like you know if, especially if you got a set schedule and stuff like that so and uh and hopefully it's the same for the people who come in as well. And yeah, I do like to go over fundamentals and stuff like that. It's pretty, I've been kind of slack on it lately, but uh, I think we all fall into those uh, 
dips and peaks type of thing when we're doing doing the the foundations and stuff like that but i think we could probably all agree that i think that's the journey we will do until we shuffle off off of this mortal coil as they say and always come back to doing fundamentals every once in a while so yeah and i think it's really important to uh yeah as i said like when people have questions like just to help them out as best as you can and and spend spend the time it's funny because some people will say like oh i hate that bother you or i hate to ask you a question or you know, don't worry about it. And I'm like, well, if, if I was worried about it, I probably wouldn't be streaming, right? Like, this is part of why I'm streaming, so I can, you know, engage with people, even if it's just to hear a little bit about their day or just for them to ask. But like, oh, what, what do you think of Stedler ink pens, or what mm-hmm. do you think of these types of pens? And mm-hmm. I can give my opinions, like, hey, I like these ones. I've never really used these ones, and so on and so forth. And then I can ask them, I was like, well, so what do you think about these ones? Because I have never used like Copic fine liners. What are they? Tell me about that. So yeah, I think that's really a, yeah, a really fun part about the community and streaming. It's just like, sh- again, like going back to sharing artwork and people like, Oh, I've been working on this cool piece. Can I show it? And I'm like, yeah, totally. I want to see it and share it on stream. So everybody else can see it too. So it makes everyone feel welcome and kind of, uh, you know, part, part of the crew, so to say. You also have the uh, book of gratitude, whatever somebody <laughs> rates or hosts you. How'd that come about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Oh, it's flipped. But yeah, uh, I, there was a there's an artist called Susuri, the artist. She's from uh, Finland, and she w- had a book in or like a almost like a bullet journal type of thing, and she would write down various thank yous and stuff like that, and put stickers and stuff. And I was like, you know, I'd like to do that too. Like, take a little bit of time to show people the appreciation. Like, you know, thank you for the dono or the subscription or the raids especially type of thing like sharing communities back and forth is i think almost more important than the rest of it in, in a way but yeah taking a little bit of time i mean time is important to everybody so i think taking as i said a little bit of your time to you know show some some gratitude in, in whatever way you can i mean it's 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 a weird weird kind of scuffed way of doing it because i i couldn't be as creative as Susuri and stuff like that. So I just used my extremely terrible handwriting and turned it into a little fun game and put little symbols and make it look like a spell book of sorts. So yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah, it's been an interesting thing. And I think people really like it too because they they can see that you know you're writing their name down, you're giving them some time, which is I think everybody appreciates just a little bit of time type once in a while. So yeah, the that um, it's interesting what you just said, you know about how well you know i couldn't be as creative as usuri and um you know it's it's sort of our knee-jerk reaction artists are particularly susceptible to this to kind of like downplay our own potential for creativity or even more so we really good at grossly underestimating the appreciation that other people have for our creativity because i look at that uh, the little book of shame that you have at, with great wonder. I think that that is like w- one of the unsung um, treasures of Twitch. And when you said like, it's like a little spell book, it's, it's super true. And yes, you have like, we, we all have sloppy handwriting maybe, <laughs> but that just like adds to this like character of it, you know? Cause like mm-hmm. the writing is this like weird ancient runic script you know and there's like all of these esoteric symbols that you're putting in there and like and you're talking to people as you're 
writing in this book, which is like these little incantations that you're pouring into it. You know, it's like I, someone a thousand years from now is going to dig that book up and infer a whole bunch of things about the time (laughs) that we lived in (laughs) for the better, I think. Um, And you also mentioned something about accountability. um, And I think that that's interesting are important to uh to note as well and in that you know when there is that isolation as an artist it can be hard to get the motivation to like get up and and go and and start going um and knowing that there are people there that are excited to see you and to see the work that you're doing and you're excited to see them because i also don't want to like give this like impression of like oh there are fans and like my fans are waiting you know it's a it's it's the reciprocity you know it's a mutual thing um like going to hang out with friends is like i don't have to describe that but i kind of feel like within this context it's kind of like worth noting that it is sort of like that you know like i'm excited to go see my friends um and that helps us like get the motivation going and get the drive going. And it is also that accountability of like, all right, it's, it's like, I'm going to get some work done, you know? And, um, there's this, there can be this like struggle of like, um, well, chat can be distracting and I'm, maybe I'm not getting as much done as I could be, uh, if I wasn't reading chat or whatever. But then you think immediately like, well, I'm not looking at Twitter. I'm not looking at Facebook. You know, and I'm engaging in this like meaningful dialogue with people. And then I'm also working on the art to keep that going. So, you know, they want to see that. And so it's like all of these things that I just, I kind of like push you up and up and up and maybe the actual amount of lines or paints that you put down decreases by some percentage, but the trade-off is like, I so much more valuable and like what it has to offer. Uh, so uh, if I could jump in, uh, please both do. Kirk and Pinky work traditionally. Uh, mm-hmm. Kirk, I believe your day job is not traditional. Correct. Is that correct? Yep. And Pinky, your day job, is, well, all your life is traditional, but a lot of times you do work off stream instead of the work you actually need to focus on on stream. So if you guys want to jump into that a little bit, uh, Pinky first, I guess. Oh, wait, okay. Like I'll admit that I sort of, misunderstood the question do you mean like do i do other artwork off of like while not streaming right so you do uh little small things that you don't have to focus on so much so it doesn't matter if they're perfect yeah on stream i tend to like to do like studies or or you know the starts of paintings uh is another thing i like to do and then when i'm off stream that's when i tend to turn off discord like turn off more of the you know distraction and then get like um more work done i guess yeah if that counts maybe yeah yeah and for for me like if i if i work on sometimes i'll do commissions on stream but generally what i'll do is if it's for commission or like a paid piece of work i do the the beginning stages digitally offline because i have to focus that that the beginning stages of figuring out the anatomy, the pose, the composition, stuff like that. I'm accidentally muted myself. Um, 
is like very brain taxing. Yeah. So I have to kind of do that off stream. And if I'm doing like, I can do it while engaging with chat, but it just, it just makes it a forever process for me because I'm just like erasing and not really focusing. So there's certain aspects to that type of my traditional artwork that I do offline, just especially if it's for a commission and I really want to nail like the, the composition, it's, it's just much easier to kind of get that kind of set up. And then generally what I do is I'll print it out. And then when my, I start streaming it is at the place where I'm light boxing the digital sketch at that point. And then the rest of it's kind of just going through the paces of putting a couple 20, 40,000 lines down on paper. So, <laughs> yeah, that was so that's all just to say that uh, it's not a zero, uh, it's not binary. You don't have to do all of your work on stream or all of your work off stream. If there's some part of the uh, process that's extra tense, intense for you, you don't have to stream it. Uh, and then there was uh, Sarah Finnegan, another artist that uh, used to stream on Twitch. Hope she does again soon. Um, she had the idea to only do very small paintings that she didn't have to sell for anything, didn't have to work on for any intended purpose, just like doodles for as far as uh, paintings go. So she did those on stream, where she, if she didn't have to concentrate on it, then mistakes didn't matter. Um, so where I was going to go with this was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you, you, I, I, think you, I think you got there. I think you went. Yeah. And that's and that's cool, man. Um, I I was gonna I mentioned something that that Pinky said where you were saying that uh, you you like to do like your sketching and your preliminary work on stream. I mean, I, yes. I yeah, because I, I, I I've because I've seen I, I think enough of your streams to see like the beginnings of of the the paintings and stuff. But I wasn't. I don't know if I've ever come to think of it. Been sure of like you know, to what degree, you, you know, any given painting that you start on stream is like, okay, this is going to be a serious project. Like this is a commission or this is something that I have to like, really like be invested in. Or is it all of the above? You're, you're comfortable doing your, your sketching and preliminary work. I guess, well, part of it is, um, I guess like, you know, you guys talk a, a bit about preliminary work and like I will before stream if I'm going to do like a from life still life or something like that I'll sit down and I'll think about it a little bit and like hold my hands out and be like okay like this is where you know this is going to start and this is where it's going to end but typically I like to like live a bit in the moment and be like oh, okay like let's see what happens and that's why sometimes it's a failure um but yeah <laughs> Um, I guess, yeah. Bob Ross would scold you for using the word failure. Speaking of happy accidents, um, <laughs> what have you, you learned uh, from your time on Twitch that you would advise to uh, people who want to start streaming? Any mistakes that you could that they could learn from that you made? Uh, Kirk, anything come in mind? I was one hundred percent since the beginning. <laughs> uh i'm i'm generally like a uh it, it's hard to it's hard to think back so long ago like i'm a pretty shy person when it comes to like uh real scenarios type of thing and twitch has been an interesting thing for me even though like you're not really looking at like a group of people in front of you so i think just being a little bit and i wouldn't even consider it a mistake it's just more like something to think about i guess a little bit more is just just being responsive to 
people as they're chatting and stuff like that. Because, you know, a person could come in and say hi, and if you're, you're head down and then you look up and you've seen they posted a message like 10 minutes ago and they're, they're probably long gone by that point, right? So, again, that's easier said than done sometimes, too. It's, it's hard. Artists are, can get kind of tunnel visioned into their work, and that's totally their process. But uh, that would just be one thing. But, yeah, I can't might have to give me a minute to think of any like true truly bad mistakes or that i've done and tried to improve upon well i would say like if i could talk to myself starting stream all over again like i would say that like it's okay to like have to turn it off sometimes you know it's okay to turn off discord. It's okay not to be like emotionally available, like every, every moment of every day, uh, you know, and, and to be able to set like healthy boundaries for yourself, because I would say the thing about the streaming and then being an artist and then living your life is, is like the lines get blurred a bit and, and it, but it's okay to step back and say like, no, I need, I need a little bit of time to, you know, just be by myself. <laughs> and that's okay. That's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Pinky, you and I have talked a little bit off the, the podcast before about how difficult that can be to keep up with um, the amount of, input that you can get you know and uh the amount of people that are contributing uh to a discord or to it to a community some people may not know what discord is either so just real quick it's uh uh not directly connected to twitch though you can connect the two platforms and discord is the short answer is basically it's uh the sort of streamlined forum platform um and I'd say most, if not every art streamer that I know has a Discord community. And it's kind of like where people that are part of the stream and engage in the stream can go to and, and, and kind of continue the interactions off stream, outside of the stream. Um, and they can become pretty high-paced places. Uh, and it, it's really interesting depending on the, you know, the size of the streamer as far as like the numbers of people that may watch the stream, how self-sufficient it can be. You know, some of the like larger streamers may never have to or very rarely even like show their face on their Discord. And it's just like a community that gets this uh, uh, perpetual motion machine thing going on, um, you know, and then there's like a spectrum from that down to, you know, pretty small numbered streamers that um you know maybe it takes like a little bit more input and energy to to keep that going but then that like idea of like oh i need to put energy in to keep it going can be sort of self-defeating you know or it's like this like sense of obligation or something you know and and you and you and i talked a, very briefly about this on this this like sense of shame that can come with that you know that's like Oh, I'm letting people down and I'm, I've, <laughs> I've failed, you know, and I don't, it's, it can be like, it can be a little weird, um, where that comes in, it, especially after, you know, like all of the talking that I've been doing about like, oh, it's great. Everything's great. And, but let's also like, remember that there can be some like pitfalls 
that we can slide into. So, some people are like, uh, they step into it very easily. It doesn't take like a lot of brain effort. Maybe they're just like, they're already like very gregarious and outgoing and, and, and uh, interactive. And, you know, so it's not always like this, you know, but I, I think like maybe a lot of people have that sense of, of shame. So it's, yeah, just, this is all this big ramble is basically all to underscore what you just said that like, it's okay to, um, to step away, do what, you need to do to make it feel comfortable for you and as much as i love streaming as as much as i love um everything about it i often take breaks and have to step away and um just kind of like learning to accept like what that means as far as like what will the community think what will my friends think you know it's like well the ones that know know and they're going to be cool with it you know what i mean like it's fine so yeah my suggestion is to uh, join all the discords. It lets you join up to hundred of them, and then mute most of them. Because every once that you absolutely mm-hmm. want to get the notifications from your close friends or uh, your own server, obviously. And you can even shut down certain channels that are always going active. Like if you like, you know, I don't feel like uh, listening to or getting alert every time somebody posts a meme. So you can mute the meme channel. Uh, that way, when something goes to the who's going live, you can check that out and go, "Oh, my friend just went live." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a um, yeah, that that is good advice to people that uh, that come in as a like a viewer. Like if you if you're not a streamer, but you're you watch streams and then you watch or you you join discords or whatever. Um, I've heard that feedback as well. You know that that people that are just part of a lot of we were talking about that before this stream and like how many discords we've joined um yeah and just muting all of them and having that control of like okay where am i gonna go what am i gonna look at is i think is pretty important because uh, like people have expressed to me the stress that they have about like not keeping up enough with like all of the discords that they're just like part of not even being a streamer it's like ah uh, it's overwhelming yeah. um but uh, I in the in the chat, uh, I envy made a good point um, or observation. He said, "I wonder if it is partially a difference between introverts and extroverts." Um, I I, th- I think that's definitely a part of it. Um, speaking for myself, I'm very much an introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert. One of those, you know, where I I I. I like the engagement and I, and I have like these cravings for engagement. Um, but when I like want to recharge, like I have to be by myself, you know, I have to, it's like a very like isolated thing. Is that, what do you guys feel as far as like, how do you guys like to sort of like rebuild the energy for, uh, you know, mental power? Yeah, I would, I would say I'm definitely more on the, the introverted side of things. So recharging offline, so to say, you know, by myself type of things, the best way to kind of regain that energy and, and to put the Twitch side of, into it too. And, and to talk about like the, this guilt slash shame sometimes like you want to go as a streamer, go visit every, all the other art streamers channels and go in and engage and, that type of thing but for me personally it's like after you're kind of done streaming you need that downtime which is that kind of recharge your energy so you get that little kind of in the middle area where you're like 
oh, I want to jump into so-and-so's chat and start engaging and type, type of thing. But then you're like, well, I actually need to recharge. So self-care. But then your mind battles between those t- two types of things. But yeah, no, definitely for me, it's the, uh, the, the the introverted side of things where you just, you know, you're, you're especially for me, like being outgoing, if we will, on stream and stuff like that. And then once I'm done, I'm just like, kick the power button on the power bar, just close everything down, get out of here type of thing for, for me. So. Exact same. I sort of feel like every streamer has like a, like amount of hours that they can stream in them. And then after that, like they're done. You know, so for me, it's like five, six hours and then that's it. Like no matter what, um, it's over and I need to go outside and be with the dogs and like, like, and I, I intend to come back to the stream that we've hosted, but like, usually I just, I just can't like, you know, that's very common. Uh, rating and running is almost universal where people will stream until they absolutely cannot anymore. And then they will rate host rate or host somebody and say, Hey, look at what I did. Okay, thanks. Gotta run. Bye. And that's totally fine. The new term that I would I, that I recently heard that I would like to uh, have implemented is host and ghost. <laughs> that's mm. yeah. I think that's what we're officially calling it from now on. But um, <laughs> uh, earlier in the in the chat too, uh, thank you, Don Lee, for pointing it out. That um, Visual Nomad had a good question. How do you handle being a part of other streamer communities and having your own as well? We kind of just touched on that a little bit, but do uh, either of you guys want to talk a little bit about that? Go, Pinky, go. Sorry, sorry. Um, Like, I would say as long as I'm on my stream, I can be quite, you know, gregarious and, and, and everything like that. And as soon as, you know, because it's like this one little world, um, I would say, like, I'm a lurker everywhere I go. Like, my favorite streamers, I lurk. I, like, lurk their discords. I like to know what's going on. But, you know, I I do have a bit of a hard time feeling like I would have anything of note, <laughs> you know, to say or anything like that, even though, you know, these are my friends and, and all that. So, um, yeah. I just want to put in there, like, for Pinky or anybody else, just saying hi and I have to lurk is more than enough to let people know that you know, you're there for them. You don't have to have the entire conversation. Just make your presence yeah. known and so they can you know, feel it. Yeah, I like that. Okay. It's cool because one part of my brain knows that and then the other part of my brain is like, yeah, oh. right, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, it's being part of other art streamers communities. Yeah, it, it's very cool. I like to, again, I'm very the same as pinky there like i, I just kind of lurk more, more so but uh, lurking in like discords too like checking out all the awesome art because i'm just like i'm a glutton for art like just blast my eyes with all the cool art i can see so i'll pop into like where people share their artworks and just kind of you know scroll through and it's just like oh man it's so cool and but yeah being part of other artists the uh, like streams and stuff it, it, it is cool when i have the energy and the, the kind of mental space for it type of thing to pop in and engage for a little bit especially if i'm just kind of clicking through and i'm like holy crap like that is freaking cool and you just pop in just like even if it's just like hi just stopping in real quick but this is looking amazing like holy holy crow or like whatever type of thing and 
sometimes is as much as you know as i said the the mental space that i have at that at that particular time and then other times i'll spend like it doesn't sound like a lot i'm sure like when compared to like maybe if you're you know like 20 minutes or so and just kind of have a short little discussion say hey how's it going what you do on the weekend type of thing but then yeah it's usually quickly to lurk and then as an artist you're kind of always probably looking at other things too like or doing your own artwork on that while another stream or two is up type of thing so that's kind of like how i like to approach it as well Um, it's totally okay for you to uh, you to have like no social energy after a stream or after you've been hanging out in somebody else's stream. It, it, it takes, even as a viewer, right? It takes energy to contribute to a stream. So sometimes you can just go there and watch and talk to them about it later, which yeah. is totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this sort of uh, uh, speaks to um, a, a line of questions that, I was thinking of, you know, in terms of uh, talking to people about what Twitch is like in, in the event that it comes up in my life, you know, and maybe your guys as well. And people of you that are not heard of it, or if they have, they, they're like, they say something like, Oh, isn't, I thought that was for video games, you know? Um, And then they find out that it, that artists are, uh, doing art as well they're like oh well, that's interesting but there's also this cognitive dissonance of like well how do you watch somebody do art on a stream like video games like that's almost intuitive like you can imagine like you're literally watching somebody play a video game but like how do i how do i interact how do i engage with somebody making art so how if somebody is new to this idea they're just like even hearing about it and they're like oh well, that sounds really interesting but i don't this is like this is weird you know, but then they want to go and they check out a stream and become part of a community. What are some ways or what are some things that people can think about in supporting an artist, a streaming artist, um, aside from just buying their stuff? And that's great, too. But, you know, just like being part of that community and kind of stepping into that. I, I really yeah, dig it when. Uh, yeah, I really dig it when. uh like other members of the community talk to each other in the chat. I think that's always really cool because then it, it really feels like it's not just like you're coming in, you're just talking at the streamer and then nobody else type of thing. Cause then it seems like a, almost like a one way street type of thing. So it's always cool when somebody comes into the chat and they're, you know, they may say hi to you, of course, the streamer, but then they start chatting with somebody or somebody shares a piece of artwork and everybody's commenting on it while you're still sitting there scribbling away at the worst face you've ever drawn type of thing. And it's always cool. And they just kind of, you know, interact amongst themselves, which is like pretty amazing, uh, I think. So that's, that's a really cool way. At least when I see that, I'm like, that just makes me feel like, oh, cool. This, we're all doing the thing. It's pretty cool. And we're chatting with each other and stuff like that. So I think that's a great way. I know it's kind of like, they're not necessarily supporting the streamer, but I think it's just supporting building a, a cool community within that streamer's kind of globe of influence if you will type of thing yeah. but again it, and another thing is like most of these viewers they kind of cross pollinate through other streamers too so i think that's always really really neat too like I, you had mentioned don lee and it's like i've seen him in so many chats and stuff like that and it's so cool so I, mm -hmm. I, that type of thing too like just you know seeing names you recognize i think is really neat neat way to kind of build the community as a whole i guess so so for me i would say like the thing I love most about, like the thing that helps me out as a streamer just selfishly is 
is when people are compassionate and understanding with each other. You know, this is my best life when that happens. And, and my community is amazing. Like I love them for this, but as far as what they do to support each other, I absolutely love that my stream will like share resources. They will find, you know, this link to this video that talks about, you know, this art process or, or this or that, or the other thing. And in that way, it's like, you know, it's not, we're like not alone in this art journey. It's like, we've got, you know, people out there finding the best things that they can and sharing it with each other. And I love that, you know, so Don Lee is famous. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Shout out Don Lee, the, the infamous viewer. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a, I love that idea of interacting with other people. It's not, it's, it's not just about me you know, or, and maybe I, I don't want, I can speak for you guys as well that, you know, it's like, you're loathe to hog the entire, yes, I'm the one on screen, but you know, this is, this is a group effort, you know? And, um, for me, what I love is sometimes people are like a little bit shy about, you know, posting their artwork or, uh, sharing their Instagrams or, or whatever. And, you know, and some streamers don't want uh, you know, people just like coming in and spamming their art stations and Instagrams and understandably so, <clears throat> but it's also, it's also really great. You know, when I do find out that someone that's watching is an artist, I'm really excited regardless of skill level or content or anything like that, you know, like, yeah, show it to me. Like, let me see it. Let's talk about it, you know, or, uh, you know, whatever, like that's, that's great. And then, you know, like you said, sharing resources and getting involved with, with other people's art. Um, I hear like over and over again, I hear that people are, uh, shy about sharing their artwork. And I think what is, is lacking in their life, my intuition and some of, you know, a, a, a relatively educated guess is that it's a lot of like a big lack of positive reinforcement, you know, definitely from themselves and from peers, you know, like other people in their lives. And there's, they don't really have a lot of people around them that are like, you know, really encouraging and supportive. Um, and you know, that's, I think like one of the best things that you can do, you know, if you come into a scenario like this is like, yeah, get into what other people are doing, you know? Um, it, and it's so refreshing when it, if Instagram and Twitter are previously maybe like your, your mainstays for, uh, consumption of social interaction when it comes to art like come on over to twitch i i'm i'm i feel like a twitch zealot sometimes and i've often said before that there's a lot that we can complain about when it comes to twitch but at the same time i always feel compelled to be like you know you should be streaming <laughs> like and i know it's not for everybody you know it's not like i'm sure you don't want to do it you don't want to do it um but man if there's like any possibility that you do yeah come on in and like let's let's see it and let's like let's all do this together i remember uh it was another uh show it may have been one fantastic week that mentioned that twitch uh was one of the best places to get true fans for mm -hmm. people that you know are very consistent followers of you and actually really want your stuff as opposed to instagram which you'll get tens of thousands of follows maybe but they might like your work and click the heart button but they won't 
ever contribute to you in a meaningful way. So uh, Twitch is a good way to find your core community of people that like. Uh-oh. <laughs> That someone was his, listening. His knowledge like, was too awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding, NSA. Um, <laughs> while uh, while Moose is coming back. Um, oh, are you back? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, okay. I'm not sure why this is happening. Well, can, can continue that that train of thought. I was going to say, like, uh, if you're continuing, uh, if you're considering building a core community do it on Twitch and you can always get a bunch of people to join your mailing list that way. So that you last out all the mildly followers in addition to your core followers. Yeah. The, that, um, uh, uh don't worry, pinky and Kirk, we'll get back to you guys. We'll, 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 we'll get off this, uh, <laughs> fucking Twitch train in a second, but, uh, <laughs> um, to, to bring it back to you guys, you know, you, maybe you guys can, can comment on, on this, um, this idea of followers and like the numbers, you know, and like um, how that can become kind of a, a, a preoccupation. Um, and what I'd be interested to hear from, uh, from you guys is, you know, has, is that something that you've wrestled with in the past? You know, like what are my numbers? Are they high enough? Are they too high? Is it, you know, like how can I get more? Oh, this is, you know, I, what, it, how do you guys, uh, what, what's your frame of mind on that idea of like the, the followers and the viewers and stuff, Kirk? Uh, in, in, in Twitch, in Twitch in particular, I guess, and this would be, I guess, to go back to one of the, the previous questions, one of my biggest suggestions for people who are streaming, uh, would be to turn off your viewer account because I don't look at viewer account. I did for the first little while and then it, it, you get, you can't help it. It's just human psychology you get fixated on a number and you're like oh i got 13 people watching is that good is that bad and then you think of then you start thinking what can i do to get more and then i think that kind of sends you down a path of maybe going a little too gimmicky or trying to do things that you normally just don't enjoy but just so you can get more numbers so definitely like i would suggest it's not for everybody but yeah turn off your viewer account so you don't see how many viewers you got that way you're kind of just the same person always or at least that's the the theory behind it type of thing, and then uh, and then you kind of stay your course. You do what you enjoy doing, and you're not trying to be like, oh man, I only had twenty today, and I really want. What can I do next time? Geez, I should maybe I should dance or do something weird so I can get more. And again, it's that's an extreme example, especially for us artists, I think. But uh, it's uh, yeah, if your account, it's always it's nice, of course. As I said, it's psychology you can't help, but. Uh, see the numbers at some point if you're going through your dashboard or something like that. But definitely as it easier said than done, try not to focus on it, turn the viewer count off. And then uh, hopefully if you're just doing what you enjoy, the people see that you're enjoying what you're doing, you'll just organically grow at whatever pace it might be. It may be super fast, maybe super slow, but if you just stick with it, it, it will grow. Yeah. Same. Um, I've had, I, like I found myself starting to stress out about numbers at one point. And if you, if you're, you know, anyone here who's streaming and doesn't know, if you click on your viewer numbers in your creator dashboard, it will disappear. And then you never have to think about it again. And it's the best. Um, so I'm, I'm a big believer in that because, you know, for, 
I feel like for a stream to be sustainable at all, like you can't constantly be somebody else. You know, you have to be doing what you want to be doing. And if if people don't like it, then, you know, like they can they can go watch something else. And that is something that you should be OK with, you know. Um, so metrics are something that in general will make you unhappy no matter what they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, doesn't matter if it's likes on Facebook or upvotes on Reddit or whatever. After you've reached a certain number, that becomes the baseline. Anything below that is a disappointment. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting, you know, 5,000 likes on Instagram, that's now, that's now the bottom, right? And you're like, oh, I didn't get 40,000 that time. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's just a gateway to unhappiness. So don't worry about the numbers. I, I heard yeah, it. And I think especially on Twitch, like the, and I, I think it's maybe even more so true on uh, Instagram. It's like numbers don't equate to a good, like tangible, you know, relationship with your community. And then also, if you want to think of it monetarily, it doesn't equal more money. If you got a hundred thousand people following you on Instagram, doesn't mean you're making doesn't mean you're making bank. Honestly, like it's just it's just one of those kind of fallacies. I think some some folks have. Now, I'm sure there's some people who have like a hundred thousand followers that are making a lot of money, but there's probably a, a handful or more that are have the same number, but they're not. So yeah, it, it's just one of those things. And again, the, I think the more important part of obviously is just a good relationship with your your followers and your community. Yeah. Followers kind of a weird, it's like the fan term. It's, it's right, more just right. a relationship with your peers. I think is the yeah. way I like to think about it. So yeah, peers is a good word. I like that word. I think followers becomes the sort of like, um, you know, the default nomenclature just because it's like, well, that's the literally the word that you see everywhere, yeah. you know, like follower, follower, follower. Um, I, I think we'll get more into the follower stuff on Instagram in detail when Dave Cave joins us, because he has 100,000 followers on uh, his Twitter. I mean, uh, sorry, on his Instagram, but on his Twitch page, it's like significantly less. So we can get to that later. But it, yeah, no, I, we don't. We don't have to dwell. Certainly not on Instagram, and I and I wouldn't dwell too much more on on the numbers, other than. Just to say, like, you know, I heard this great thing one time that, like, the, the, the numbers aren't your worth. You know, the amount, like, that does, that's not what defines your value as an artist. And rare is the art streamer that's going to, you know, reach Dave Greco numbers or whatever. And it's impossible to beat a fucking dead dude. So stop worrying about it because Bob Ross is the most watched art streamer in the creative channel so just you know sometimes i wonder if they even do that on purpose just to like help people stop worrying about it because it's like all right well that's you know never mind (laughs) like i'll just enjoy and the best some of the best times that i've ever had on a stream has been with relatively few people in my chat um so what is what after we just spent a lot of time talking about like well the numbers don't matter um what has the effect been for streaming on, you know, on your career or your art life, you know, like more, you know, specifically, you know, in terms of the, um, the positive influences that it's had, um, on your, your art journey, so to speak. Kirk, Kirk likes to go first. Yes. Sure. (laughs) Um, 
It, it's it's interesting for me. So I'm 40 years old, and I started streaming when I was 38, I guess. So, and it makes it sometimes it, when I think about it, it makes no sense. But I never sold a piece of artwork ever until I started doing Twitch. So because it was more like a, a hobby type of thing, and obviously like my main day job is doing the other stuff. But I've always kind of drawn the same things. So Twitch has definitely helped me in terms of just my self-confidence like beyond anything because before i never had a store i drew artwork i have like a chest here that's just full of hundreds and hundreds of drawings that i just don't show people type of thing like my wife and maybe some close friends but that was kind of it so twitch was a really cool way both monetarily in a small way but just and also just like self-confidence was huge because people are like man your work is really cool you should share it more often why like almost like the why did you never show anybody this type of thing before so that that's definitely been like the the biggest thing for me and then people convinced me oh you should set up a store so people can buy your artwork and i'm like really like a why type of thing because you know the curse of the artist just always kind of putting yourself down a little bit type of thing and then again after that was start to get a few commissions of people like oh man i want an inky skull type of thing and i'm like really so it's always like the really but now i'm almost to the point where i'm like okay cool type of thing so yeah in that regard it's definitely been really amazing for me anyway so yeah absolutely like um twitch changed my life entirely you know i was uh i was barista when i started streaming and um you know worked a lot of hours came home and worked some more and through streaming i eventually like just transit transitioned into you know, this is what I do. I I stream and then I, I sell my work and like nothing ever would have happened like this for me without, you know, the support of my friends, which I am, I cannot even tell you how grateful I am for that. Um, yeah, so. Uh, what, um, when you guys find yourselves part of, you know, other people's communities, what, what goes into influencing the, the paths that you take, you know, amongst other art streamers, um, or even other artists just in general, not necessarily restricted to Twitch, but you know, the, um, <clears throat> the roads that you travel in the art world generally, you know, like what, what, uh, you know, what speaks to you in terms of like grabbing your eye and like wanting you want encouraging you to want to stick around and kind of like become like involved in other artists places and communities. Okay. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, when I find other, what sort of makes me find other Twitch artists compelling? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Compelling and, and in their art, but also, you know, like, Oh, I, I like their art, but I also, you know, want to like hang out here for a while, I guess. Well, I felt like finding a good streamer, it's like finding a friend, you know, like for me, like that's like a place, you know, that you go and you're like, yes, I, I could be friends with this person. Like this person is, you know, all the things that make a friend a friend. But I love, you know, like for me, when I see a juicy oil painting, like Arthur Gain, for instance, like he's, he's new. Oh my God, that guy can paint. Like you can't help, but like, I'll just sit back and like watch him and be like, no. And I can't, you know, he's the nicest person. I can barely talk to him because 
his skill makes me uh, a bit nervous, you know, to be honest. So um, those are, you know, some of the things I look for in artists. And then other times you just happen across a person who is, uh, you know, the most amazing, lovely person you ever meet. And, and then you're there forever, you know. So that's my, uh, I'm going to jump in here before we give Kirk a chance to answer. Uh, I noticed that there are other artists who come into Pinky's channel and she has a tendency to be very shy towards them, even though they have been like glowingly positive about Pinky and saying she's wonderful, she's a great painter, she's totally fun to be around, all that stuff. And she still says, oh, I don't know if I, uh, I don't know if I should talk to them, but they're really good. So I'm wondering, like, how much does imposter syndrome impact both of you in addition to the previous question? Like, your ability to interact with people that you consider to be very good. So, Kirk, now you have two questions that you have to answer. <laughs> that was so long ago, I can't remember the first one. Um, <laughs> I think what draws me to uh, stream, like art streamers, is usually obviously it's just like the initial thumbnail or whatever it is. It's like, oh, like they're drawing something, you know, that's kind of in what you enjoy. Like, I like creepy, macabre, kind of especially inky stuff. But, you know, if the values are like super sharp and clean, and it'll draw me in no matter what medium it is, essentially. So, and then once you're in, you kind of check it out and you're just seeing how they interact with their chat and stuff like that. And if they're nice and willing to kind of like chat with people and kind of share their, what they're going through and stuff like that, then yeah, it's, it's pretty easy for me to just stick around and, you know, say hi, throw them on, on a follow type of thing. And then, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's almost like, like what art is good type of thing. It's a, it's like, sometimes it's a tough question because you could see somebody who does amazing artwork. You jump in and you're like, mm for whatever reason, it may not be your thing, but then you jump into something else that, and you just, you just jive with wh whoever's there. And a community is a big part of it too. Like I, I can think of like one in particular, like they're talking about heavy metal and stuff like that. And I'm a huge metal head. So, you know, that's perfect place for me to hang out for a while and talk mm -hmm. about metal and then art and stuff like that. So it's just, yes, yeah, as, as Pinky said, you know, just finding a group of friends that kind of talk and like the same things you do. So, and, uh, imposter syndrome is real. It's just one of those things. It's hard to escape, I think. Uh, and it's, I think, one of those pieces of advice that is just so hard for any artist to follow is never to compare yourself to anybody else. It's, again, way easier said than done. I have, like, so many ink, like, Topi, Franklin Booth, Bernie Wrights, and all these inker books right in front of my face, which is probably the worst thing for my self-confidence sometimes. Like, I'm never going to be these guys. But then you get people coming in your chat, and they just love your work and it's so hard to kind of figure that out. It almost makes no sense sometimes. And, mm -hmm. but yeah, I've been in Pinky's chat before and I'm like, Oh, I love your brushstrokes and the way you're painting and stuff like that. And she, as any artist downplays it, Oh, well, no, I don't, I don't know. But and then I do the exact same thing when people come into my chat and they're like, Oh, I love the way this looks. And I immediately go, well, I wish I could have done this better. I wish I could have done this better. I never just say, thank you. It's, it's <sighs> tough. Uh yeah the number of times that i've been in pinky stream and she's just like holding her head and mumbling oh this is a disaster and i'm looking at it going show me uh and I, not literally saying this but like thinking where well, i'm not where where's the problem pinky what's going on and what so what is how does that occur for you pinky the that sense of imposter syndrome 
Well, don't, okay, like Mika's snoring under my feet, just so you guys know if there's a strange noise. She's <laughs> Anyways, um, but. I think That's Pinky's dog, by know. the way, not a. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> not a person snoring under my desk. But um, we know how the magic trick was made, you know? So uh, it's lost all that, that wonder because we had to summon it into being so then at some point you know it's like i'm always asking myself like can i not see my magic trick or am i delusional and i think i'm a lot better than i am it's like all of these conflicting emotions all the time is that some days i'll i'll think you know that i know nothing and then the next day i'll think how could you be so egotistical like what is what is this? But usually at the same time, somehow I'm not like quite sure um, how that resolves itself. But but yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, that's sort of why I like my stream is always like about getting better and not necessarily about like finished projects or, or kind of something like that. Is because honestly, I never feel like I'm at the point where I can be making like real work you know i guess almost i'm trying to work in that direction but is this our life is this what we have to live with guys is this forever <laughs> i hope so um because <laughs> if not i don't know what the fuck else i'm gonna do uh, i guess i could be an electrician that i hear that's a good way to pay the bills um yeah. But this uh, this idea of imposter syndrome is endlessly fascinating. Um, God, I I feel like I want to have like six podcasts just about that by itself. Um, and you know, and and again, this you know, coming back to that idea of like life support, you know, and how how debilitating um, imposter syndrome can be, and self doubt can be. And Kirk, you know, you mentioned a while ago. Um, so, you know, self-confidence, you know, and how streaming has helped your confidence, um, you know, and, and, you know, you guys are, are really great, um, about balancing that, um, as far as like, you know, taking praise in and, you know, letting it boost your confidence, not letting it give you a big head, you know, and, you know, helping that kind of drive you forward. Um, you guys, it, uh, Kirk, you said too, that, you have, you know, Bernie Wrights and, and Booth, uh, you know, on your walls and that that might not be like the, the, the greatest idea, but do you think too, that like, there's, there's sort of like a, uh, this weird, like juggling act that we have where we're trying to keep up, which we're, we're one, like one ball that we're throwing up is the aspiration to be better. Uh, and then the other ball that we're throwing up is, uh, this like crippling self-doubt we're sort of like tossing the two from hand to hand. Um, do you guys like have any advice for, for people, you know, it's like how I, what, what are some good, like best practices in terms of like state of mind and, and um, mindfulness about that balance between wanting to be better. So at some point that's in some way having to know like, well, you're not, you, you could do it better next time, but then not crushing yourself. Yeah, I can take this like magic mushrooms. Hey, <laughs> no, okay, go ahead. <laughs> that was going to be my answer. We're good. 
<laughs> Moose. Uh, they're they're the uh, yeah. That's it, it's a it's a tough one, no doubt. And uh, the, the kind of frame frame of mind I I try to approach, and I, I talk about it on stream sometimes. Is just like just realize that it's part of a journey, and that you're going to hit plateaus. You're going to hit like a wall sometimes but if you just keep just keep doing it you're going to get past it's kind of like the the metaphor of like being in a dark tunnel if you just keep walking you will eventually see light at some point type of thing so you're going to hit these moments of self-doubt and stuff and just realizing that that's just part of the journey like i'm almost just talking to myself here reminding myself that even though i may feel like shit some days and like i what am i even doing like this is pointless type of thing the imposter syndrome frame of mind I just trudge along and keep moving because you will find that piece eventually or that, you know, you'll draw that perfect hand. And you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, this I was worrying for no reason. It, it just took a little bit more time or what have you. So that'd be my piece of advice, but just keep going type of thing because you, you will get to the other side of whatever it is that you think is kind of like impeding your progress or your self-confidence or just as you said the juggle it with your improvement as well so yeah i i definitely think that and even a bad piece of artwork it's getting you closer you know to where you want to be it's like you always learn something from everything you do even when it is a disaster and another thing though that like you know, I like I have a friend who is like absolutely trusted to tell me the truth about art, you know, and I do the same. And I think that's been so helpful for me to know that, you know, I won't be lied to about if it's good or bad or like, you know, what things maybe I should be thinking about. And then I do the same. And that's I feel like having that person in your life that can be um, a bit vicious when they need to be and a bit kind when when you also need it, that's important for just your growth as an artist. And so I call I call my friends that do this my art nemesis. Um, and mm -hmm. and I, I so recommend like finding someone willing to be that person for you, you know. Absolutely. Um, on many Discord channels, there will be like an art share type thing or a critique. So mm -hmm. art share is generally like the, this is what I did, please don't say anything bad about it type of channels, whereas art critiques are, where can I grow? And it's important to keep those two frames of reference in mind. Is this person looking for praise or are they looking for in, praise and validation or are they looking for in support or are they looking for, you know, uh, motivations of, or direction of how to get better? Um, there are several uh, Discord channel Discords that are uh, super active in this regard, and others are less active. And if it's a less active one, and it's more likely to be seen, but if it's a more active one, then it's also, I, I guess, it means that they're all good in some way. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, both are important too. The um, you know, the sort of like um the praise heaping on the praise and then also the constructive criticism, you know, they're, I think they're equally important um, with the criticism. I think it, you really have to emphasize the constructive part of that. Uh, Cause definitely some people either because of trolling or just lack of 
uh, tact or lack of knowing, knowing better for whatever reason, are just like not good at giving criticism. And there is definitely a technique <laughs> to giving good criticism so you can um, hopefully like help the other person see their artwork objectively with but also help them feel better or feel good let's say feel good about where they're going with it you know um and you guys both do that really well and i i think that that's you know one of the reasons like why people you know are sort of like you know drawn in and and your communities in general have like this like very like healthy sense of like wanting to help each other uh grow and improve and 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 feel better about the process um you know so again to like anybody that's going to listen to this in the in the future in the show notes everybody's contact information will be there go on over and see these guys and and uh i can get religion um what um uh we we sort of like talked a little bit about you know advice to people that might think about streaming or um the downsides therein you know do you guys have anything else that you would you know want to say to people that would be thinking about streaming or might be shy about it or you know what uh um what yeah what would you what would you like to say about it i would say oh sorry thinking. sorry i did it i was gonna be nice to kirk but no um, no he's drinking go ahead <laughs> so i would say that a lot of like at least it used to be this way when people started streaming like they would invest all this time into overlays and spend a lot of money on equipment and like nice cameras and like nice microphones and all this. And then they would stream for a couple of days and then be like, I hate that. I hate everything. It's horrible. And so I think like, man, piece it together with what you have and then, and then just go in there and see how it's like. And another thing is when I first started streaming um, and people, I think, often don't know like when i first started streaming like nobody was in my chat for ages like my friend my best friend would be there every single day so i'd have one person in my chat and that was it you know and and that was all that it needed to be so sometimes you also see people get disheartened by like nobody being there and like nobody chatting and and things like that and i say you know you just got to push through you just got to keep keep going and eventually someone's going to stick someone's going to like you and then and then that's you know it sort of snowballs from there but these are not things to be alarmed about you know at least to begin with that's what i would say maybe yeah i would i would definitely definitely agree just uh going back to that point about like turn turn your viewer count off just kind of ignore that it the Again, it, this is going to be really tough for somebody who's starting out streaming. They're going to want to know how many people are watching and stuff. But I think it's better just to gauge it on like people chatting with you and stuff like that rather than a particular number. But yeah, is just keep just do it if you, if you think it's something you want to do. And it's it's one of those things that one of the reasons I started streaming too is that I always love getting like uh, artist sketchbooks. It's like a John Singer Sergeant sketchbook or. A, so-and-so like any anybody's sketchbook because i like to see the behind the scenes of it and 
that's what I find infinitely fascinating about watching art streams is just seeing like the the behind the scenes, the sketching, the erasing, the you know, frigging and farting around forever to try to find a composition. So if that's something you enjoy and you would like to share that with people too, like that process. That's why people want to watch art streamers par- partially is like the process watching something get built from from scratch and then see how it kind of fleshes out over the course of how many ever streams type of thing. And I think if you kind of describe it that way, some people would be like, oh yeah, I'd love to show the way I do thing, be it sculpting or in, in the arts type of thing, dancing, singing, wh- whatever it might be. And uh, just, uh, yeah, just, just grab a webcam, do it. Don't worry about the, as Pinky said, like the fancy equipment and stuff like that, that, that can come along if it's something that you think like a year or so later and you know, you, you think you're enjoying the whole thing then you can maybe start to invest in some of that stuff but again it's not needed at all just a webcam and then if you want if you can if you're comfortable with it a one for your face as well and then just just give her the only thing that's really required is a good enough internet connection yeah yeah uh and a a slight tangent off of what uh, kirk was saying uh about the sketching process lightbox lightbox exit was going on at this moment and uh earlier this weekend one of the talks talked about uh the desire to see sketches in sketchbooks from other artists. So they'll buy sketchbooks from other artists uh, more so than they'll buy the finished products of them because they're more interested in the product, the process than the product. So if you're thinking about making, uh, making products to sell to other artists, a sketchbook is a good idea. Yeah, Blooming Zonda had uh, an interesting comment. Um, they said, personally, I stopped streaming because you just felt like I just felt like I was putting my friends out by them feeling like they need to watch when I honestly had nothing to say a lot of the times. And, you know, by, by all means, that was the decision that was, that was right for you. And, um, you gotta, you, the, the fundamental thing is to do what is you feel is best. Um, but I would also say like, you know, um, there's no like right or wrong way to do it, you know? And, and I, I, kind of a lot of what we've already talked about, you know, a lot of the sort of hangups that uh, can be built into streaming or, you know, being, you know, part of a community like this are, are sort of like internal manifestations, you know, almost they're, they're, they're projections onto the world rather than what the world is actually really experiencing like about us. And, you know, to, to start streaming and start finding that community and all of the things that we've been talking about, all you really need is uh, some way to show what you're drawing, you know, or, or what you're painting. And there's, I don't think that there should be like any obligation to uh, be um, like overly talkative or, you know, like Kirk was saying earlier, um, it's good to engage, you know, you know, sure. Like, you know, say hello, Hey, what's up. But I, I think like, you know, don't put any pressure on yourself to like, uh, have to be somebody, you know, or have to do something. Um, and so, so come back to, to streaming Zonda. It's, it's good. You want, you want to do it. (laughs) Um, well, we're, uh, I think not at the end, but, uh, in a, in a point to start winding down and, and it would be, um, at times like this, and, and this isn't to start cutting it off. If anybody has anything else that they like want to add or continue to comment on, please do so. But, um, 
rating is a thing and we are streaming this live on twitch it will be uploaded on all the the places and all the things eventually but we are streaming live on twitch um and then rating is something that you do uh at the at the end of a stream what um let's talk about like it's a little silly but it's it's kind of fun let's talk about rating what what is it for you guys and like how do you decide um you know at the end of one of your streams where you want to go afterwards and and what happens when when you raid kurt take it away uh there's there's two scenarios for me for raiding so essentially like raiding is like you have x amount of viewers and you decide you want to raid another streamer's stream essentially and then essentially what you're doing is you kind of trance you're changing the channel for all the people in your stream to the other streamers channel essentially and then they all go over and then it's a great way to introduce your community to new artists or you know a cool piece that somebody that you already know is working on so for me personally there's two different scenarios there's usually if i have the energy i'll look for new streamers that you know have a handful of viewers or something that i that i think their art works pretty cool i'll just check quickly to see that you know they got a mic on or something like that and then i'll raid that's actually unfortunately that's getting less and less but i think that's probably the case with most streamers you you kind of cultivate a, a group of like x amount of streamers that you know are cool and you kind of raid them so you know you're at the end of a long five six hour stream and you're just like you know i know this streamer they're cool i'm going to send you guys over there you pop in and say hey gotta go grab a bite to eat have a have a great stream type of thing and, and they understand you know 100 percent they do the same thing as well so but yeah that's usually kind of the two scenarios i i go with type of thing and sometimes i'll ask the chat it's like i'll pop open a bunch of streams it's like do you want to see oil painting do you want to see sculpting or do you want to see watercolor and then I don't say who the streamers are and then let the chat kind of choose. So sometimes there's that kind of, you know, involving the chat a little bit in deciding who we get the raid. So. Yeah, the exact same for me, like at this point, you know, we know so many streamers, like so many people that are involved in the community and everything like that, that, you know, you'll look up and you'll see, oh, Nomad streaming, like, let's go visit her. And then, um, you know, because that's just someone that we know and maybe um, fun, I guess. So, so, and then every once in a while, someone will say, like, Moose is so good. Thank you, Moose. God bless you. Sometimes Moose will see that I'm like desperate, like, the dogs are barking, things are happening, <laughs> I need to get away. And Moose will like give me a whisper real quick and be like, go here. It's like, yes, uh -huh. okay, that's it. That's <clears> what we'll do. So thank you, Moose, by the way. Absolutely. Generally, I pick names from people that are in your channel. That's one way that I do that. So if it's somebody that you know you have a connection with, that's strong. But also uh, if it's a friend of a friend. So actually how I found all of you guys was through Sam Peterson. Mm -hmm. So Sam Peterson rated Pinky. And uh, Sam Peterson also rated Steve Sketches. And Steve Sketches rated both. Kirk Shannon and uh, Jebby Dorr. So mm -hmm. it's this link thing. So when uh, somebody who uh, raids another person, I follow that person and I keep note of it. So, and then uh, I make sure, watch them for a little long, a while longer to make sure they're not like uh, creepy or something. Maybe it's not a one off. You know, try to make sure that they're a, a, a good person and somebody you want to support. And then I'll keep note of that and 
forward it on to other people when I'm suggesting places to read. Yeah, it's almost like a uh, an interlinking you know, that's we're we're building the chain, and it's unfortunate that uh, the word networking has become like this dirty four letter. <laughs> it's um, it's it's hard to extract that word from all of the marketing jargon that's gotten tied up in it because it I mean it has value as like a way to describe what's happening as well you know it's like you're you're making you're making a network and so I don't know I I would invite um anybody listening you know or you guys if you have something off the cuff to say about it like let's let's try and like uh revive this idea of networking maybe with a new word or a new way to describe it or think about it i don't know it's the community is nice it seems like community seems like kind of immune from that taint um but uh i don't know what, let's take what, a, a note from uh, bob uh, bob ross make a friend man, yeah, make a friend i'm gonna say yeah Absolutely. yeah well before before we do wrap it up entirely what uh do you guys have any specific thoughts on that as far as like you know it like the numbers aren't important, but we also want to think about exposure, you know, and, and finding new places to show our artwork and, you know, putting our artwork in front of eyeballs, you know, whether it's professionally or for that feedback or, or whatever, you know, like, so um, how, how do you guys approach that in a way that keeps it healthy for you? You know, that idea of like networking without it becoming this like a fucking shuffle and jive kind of thing you know or like i'm networking i'm rubbing elbows you don't want that but you want to still be you know building connections go ahead kirk i don't need to talk anybody (laughs) um honestly i'm i'm very bad like i'm i'm not good at um really doing anything like that most has tried to help me with social media before and um yeah i kind of i kind of just don't you know and i think this is partly imposter syndrome a lot of times i don't want other people to see the work that i'm doing because um yeah which is crazy because i'm streaming it right like i know it doesn't make sense but that's <laughs> like if you want the truth of it that's it you know there you go yeah and for me it's it's a it's somewhat similar like i'll i'll go into other streamers chats and i'll i'll engage them and they'll be like oh man that's really cool artwork uh, i really dig you know the technique you're doing and stuff like that and usually and the, and i've talked about it in my stream before like i'm i'm absolutely horrible at self promotion too case in point first time i ever sold artwork i was 38 years old so it's took me this many years to actually become mildly comfortable with uh, self promotion so again as pinky says the same issue i think we all just need to be a little bit more it again uh more confident but it a little bit more i remember reading a uh an article on muddy colors talking from art directors talking about like they wish artists were a bit more bold and like reaching out to them directly and sending them emails like for a book publisher or what have you they're like they're so surprised when they hear these people like artists that like they don't reach out because they don't think their artwork's good enough so Mm. And they're just like, just, it's almost like cold calling it. It's very, mm-hmm. you're opening, you're putting your head on your sleeve type of thing. But if, you know, you miss a hundred percent of the shots, you never take type of thing. So right. 
it, it's it's really difficult, I think, uh, for a, a good amount of artists to do that type of thing. So again, to go back to the Twitch thing, like when if I go into an artist stream and then I'm, unless they kind of broach the subject of asking me like, hey, do you do art? Then I'll start talking about my art type of thing. But otherwise, I usually don't push that like, hey, you do really cool art. I do too. You know, and just yeah. kind of wait with bated breath that they might ask for an Instagram link or something like that. So I try to <laughs> approach it very organically. Yeah. And again, putting the emphasis on just how much I like their work type of thing. And sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll dig back and kind of, you know, ask, Hey, what do you do type of thing? And then that's kind of the organic growth of that, of becoming like a, finding a, a peer or a friend type of thing in a, in a Twitch stream or so. Yeah. And it, it might seem a little silly like sometimes i feel a little self-conscious about it when i um like what ali just said in the the chat being sincere is a is a big thing um and yes it it, it is but the the sort of the, the self-consciousness for me comes in when it's like like i i have to like actively think about being sincere it almost like puts you in this weird dissonant state where it's like i'm i'm being sincere but i'm thinking about being sincere so doesn't that in effect make it insincere but you know and you're like in this weird place so it's kind of just like don't worry about it too much just like fucking hang out be yourself like even if that's being you know what you consider weird and feeling awkward and it's fine fucking we're gonna love you um i hate to take the the last word um but if anybody else like wants to throw anything, any any final thoughts, anything else that uh, you guys want to say, Moose is chopping the, uh, up a bit. So, in regard to the uh, not uh, not thing you want to show your work is just not good enough, or uh, some more things, it's not just about networking, right? It's about giving people something that you think that they'll enjoy, even if you don't think you'll, they'll enjoy it. It's because it's not as good as what other people are making. Uh, it's like you're making cookies. Maybe they're not the best cookies in the world, but people are like, hey, these are cookies. I like cookies. They're more <laughs> cookies. So yeah. provide them the cookies. <laughs> Art. Yeah, don't be selfish with your cookies. <laughs> Jerks. They might be oatmeal raisin, but some people like oatmeal raisin. Right. That's actually a good point. There's there's a cookie out there for everybody. <laughs> um, well, shit, you guys. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Um, all your guys' information, uh, where to find you guys, uh, both on Twitch and social media and websites and all that, will all be in the show notes um, afterwards. Um, everybody watching, I, I want to thank you guys all too. Chat is a huge part of this. Uh, we had toyed with a way to try and involve chat actually on the screen. There, it, it, was, it was funky every which way we tried it. Um, so I feel this like weird need to like apologize for you guys just like contributing awesome, valuable information and no one ever getting to see it, but thank you so much. Um, and if it's all right, I think that, uh, we can cap it there. Thank uh, you guys so much. Week, yeah, t- that's right. Thank you for reminding me, uh, talk about next week, Moose. Sure. Let me pull up this. <laughs> I that was that was uh you see what I did there? That was uh <laughs> a little a little trick that I pulled on you. So next week we have uh 
some tabletop RPG publishers, the best bestsellers they're going to talk about uh, best practices to getting your book published and sell, having it sell well. Yeah. So not, and, and without even limiting that to uh, tabletop RPGs, um, that'll be, I think I'll have a lot of valuable information for anybody that has like any kind of project um, that they're working on and are investing in and, you know, hoping to put it in front of eyeballs and things like that. All right, cool. Uh, thank you guys. Everybody that is in stream uh, or is watching in the chat, if you, I'm going to end it, but if you want to keep hanging out, we are going to go raid somebody. So let's say goodbye to everybody. Kirk, Pinky, Moose, thank you guys so much. Um, we'll see you soon.